0: This is John Zaninovich. Welcome to Move My Mass. You'll be hearing from great guests talk about balancing life and being fit. Hey, Kylie, welcome to uh, Move My Mass. It's been exciting to have you on. Looking forward to it.
1: Hello, John. Yeah, it's exciting to be here.
0: I know. Nice to see you.
1: Nice to see you too.
0: Kids are outside watching cartoons right mm-hmm. now as we chit chat. So that's oh, nice yes. to see them again. But uh, you know, I was telling Tammy, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna have Kylie on. And, and I'm like, it's perfect. She owns a dance studio, dancers turnout. You know, she's extremely fit, dances. She goes, Don't forget, she was a San Diego cheerleader, which I completely oh, forgot yes. about. Forgot all about that. So let's that's pretty juicy. So let's Mm -hmm. start there. How did you get into, I'm going to assume you went through the normal, you know, high school cheerleader, I guess, Mm -hmm. or how did it all happen?
1: Oh gosh. Well, I've, um, I've been dancing pretty much my whole life. You Uh know, I started my older sister danced. Oh gosh. I think she, um, started maybe at like age eight and, um, I was shortly after her. It was mostly my mom. Um, It was just an activity, you know, something Uh fun and exciting to do for us. And um, I was kind of finicky at first. And, you know, I would do it a year, have some fun, try something else. And then I went back and I would say probably about age 12, I got um, pretty serious with it. You know, I really loved it um, and started competitive dancing. Mm -hmm. So um, from then, you know, we started competitive dancing in Bakersfield. I trained in Bakersfield. And then um, I did cheerleading in high school. And after I graduated from college, I moved to San Diego,
0: and I continued. Go to, where'd you go to college?
1: Um, Cal State Bakersfield. Okay, I, so I went to Cal State Bakersfield yeah. and moved to San Diego, and decided to continue my dance career. I got hired as a choreographer and a mm-hmm. competitive director at a st- uh, at a studio in San Diego, and um, from there, I saw that there was Charger Girl auditions and. Decided to go with it, you know, right. and try it. And it worked out and was amazing. It was and absolutely I, one of the most amazing things I've done for sure.
0: Am I using the right term, cheerleader, or is there a they call term it a, that they call like it a San
1: Diego to... Charger Girl, is what okay. they they yeah. label it in San Diego. Uh, but it is a cheerleader. It's a cheer, a dancer cheerleader. Okay um lots of dance moves with palms right, basically right. so how long did you both. do that for i did it for one season i did it for season. yep yeah. i did it for one season and then actually i i bought my dance studio in bakersfield and so i kind of hung oh. it up and moved back to okay. bakersfield i was only in san diego 3 years so right. i auditioned about a year and a half after i moved there so there's an auditioning process and then you're a cheerleader for a season so I did it for a a full season, basically.
0: And what did you most enjoy about that year, that season? What was the best Um, part?
1: I would honestly say the the networking, the networking, Mm -hmm. the friendships, um, you know, 23 years old in San Diego and, you know, I was working full time, um, met so many amazing people, so many people that had such an impact, um. On even the direction that I took my life, you know, which is really cool, um, and you know, you, you there's some perks that come with it too,
0: right? Oh. So
1: you're, you you're you you got a lot of, of perks as a young woman, you mm-hmm. know, um, and then the games they were just they were exciting and so fun. And if you love dancing, you performing is a huge part of it, you know. So performing in front of so many people, and then like I said, the networking, meeting so many amazing people there were just yeah. it was and it really did connect me into now that I have a dance studio just all the connections that I even have today are really amazing right. you realize just that one season of meeting so many people so
0: because yeah, you hear I hear so many stories about you know oh it's they treat you so horribly or the other spectrum yeah no it's the best thing I've ever done had a blast what is What's Here mentioned? you are. You're face to face. What is it? Was it what, if a young girl came to you and said, hey, "I want to be a cheerleader for a pro sports team."
1: Uh-huh. I would encourage her. Yes. Um, with that being said, I, you know, you don't make a ton of money. I had mm-hmm. a college degree, so I, I was working full time in marketing. Actually. Yeah. Um, I was also running a competitive dance team at a dance studio. Um, they're they're perks like you know, um, well in, in nightlife, you make a lot of extra money with promotions that you're hired to do.
0: Um,
1: you get free tickets, you're in with the season. So I don't feel like, you know, we, I, my experience was we were treated very well. Um, just the pay, I feel like it's not, you know, you're not doing it to, to make a living. You definitely have to be working full time. Um, like I said, the other perks were pretty amazing right, for like for the right. the age I was, for the time period it was. Um, and for the networking I made, that was, I couldn't have asked for, for more, you know, at that time. So, right. but no, I do. And I do, I've heard both. I've heard, you know, um, there's so many things, you know, going on and there's in the world just in general. And then, you know, you hear that there. are They're treated poorly. I think it depends who's the coaches at the time. I think it depends who's running the program, who you're cheering for, you know, but overall monetarily, like I don't, you know, you don't get paid a lot. No, for the time and the image that you're presenting for the company and, um, you know, for the effort you put in to do it. Yeah. It's not a ton of money, but there are perks and I appreciate the experience for sure.
0: Right. So was... Being a dancer for them inspiration for your dance studio? Or was that separate? How those did how did your yeah, those dance were, studio come about?
1: Those were pretty separate. Um, I did always love dancing and performing. Um, mm-hmm. it it was on my mind to open a dance studio. Um, a woman in San Diego had asked me if I would be interested in going into partnership um with her. And this was a franchise dance studio in San yeah. Diego, so I, it was on my mind. But it, the two were very separate at the time. It wasn't until a woman that I had known for years that I actually trained under um, had contacted me. She had reached out. Her daughter yeah. had come to San Diego and taught a master class at the studio that I was teaching at. Okay, and she had reached out and just you know expressed her interest in selling her studio. Um, she wanted to go travel to see her daughter perform, and so then it was really you know. Like, okay, I think this is something I'm going to do for a career. I think I'm going to do this. Right. Um, but I think the two were pretty separate. The the Charger okay. Girls was like really, it was, um, I'd say it was pretty much for myself just to do it. Just I wanted to take dance, you know, to a further level experience, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then just see if I could do it, see if I could accomplish it, you know, and so... I would say kind of separate, but
0: right, right. And but they're so
1: intertwined. You know what I mean? Like dance is just a part, such a huge part of my life. It's been for so long um, right. that it wasn't surprising that, like, you know, the studio did come about because I was still so intertwined in the dance world. Um,
0: yeah. How did you end up on deciding what type of dance studio you wanted to run? You know, there's so many styles of dance. Right. Where did you? How did you end up there? On, with your product.
1: Um, I do think it had a lot to do with how I was raised dancing, you know, the kind of Mm -hmm. dancing that I was exposed to. Um, you know, I did see several different dance studios down South, you know, just by doing conventions or traveling to other studios and by working at another dance studio in San Diego. Um, I knew that I wanted a multiple genre dance studio, uh, not just ballet based or just hip hop based or um, I had been exposed to so many different styles of dance that I loved. Um, yeah. So I definitely wanted to, you know, have a broad range in my own dance studio. Right. So that definitely set the tone for when we were opening. You know, mm-hmm. we're definitely going to, you know, offer ballet, but tap, jazz, contemporary, hip hop, mm-hmm. um, you know, all the styles too. So I think that it was it was huge on the way I was trained, but definitely seeing and traveling and kind of seeing what I what was, what impacted me as a young dancer. Um, And I wanted something where they could really, if they didn't want to be a professional ballerina, they could, you know, maybe just study tap or they could just do jazz, you know, if they wanted to. Not everybody wants to take it to a professional level. And, And really dancing has so many like benefits and perks, you know, you, it's not only you know, a skill that you can learn, but it's it's great exercise too. So it's
0: kind of and for men fun, and women, yeah. it's it helps across the board on almost all sports. Right. You know, if you're in it. Right. What's your favorite uh, dance style to teach?
1: Mm, I would have to say jazz. Mm-hmm. Jazz but- would be my my favorite style. I I love um the upbeat yeah. performance style.
0: And is it also same to perform? Like, same to teach and same to dance?
1: um, Yeah, I actually would say that. I would say that um, like a jazz funk or a jazz hip hop, um, upbeat.
0: Right, right. I
1: definitely tended to gravitate more towards that. Um, Not to say that when I see like a beautiful ballet or if I see, you know, a lyrical or something intense and emotional that I don't absolutely love it because I do. Yeah. Um, I just think teaching wise, when you get the room pumped up and you get going and, you know, there it's, it says something, it's like a, it's a feeling in the room too. Um, it's just good energy, you know? Yeah.
0: What about age? What, uh, what's your favorite age group to teach?
1: I would say the sweet spot would probably be like age 10. They're mm-hmm. still really, um, sweet really sweet and really <laughs> respectful you know they're right. pleasers still but the skill level is starting to really increase at that at that age um they're not distracted by you yeah. know when you get to junior high or high school as a girl or a boy and yeah and you start noticing other things so
0: i know i've when i used to watch my daughter dance i used to go i'm like how do they teach these kids who seem like they got the attention span of a gnat, but maybe they <laughs> don't, you know, just like, how do they, because I would go to dance a lot, but I wouldn't see the step-by-step. Right. I would just go and say, okay, they're rehearsing, mm-hmm. but you can't hear what the teacher's saying. You mm-hmm. can just see what they're doing. I'm like, how are they doing that? And then I went on Dancing with the Stars here and-
1: Oh my gosh, not Not dancing, with,
0: dancing at the Stars. Yes, I love it. Here in it. Mm-hmm. And they, so I got to see how they teach somebody to dance from beginning to end. I'm like, okay, because you watch like the really good. Well, anybody oh, that's yeah. doing a, oh, more, yeah. uh, a more difficult number, a right. longer number oh, yeah. with a lot of moves. I'm like, How do they remember all that? Mm-hmm. Like, how do they present it? And then it's just broken down, which oh, yeah. it makes sense. It does. But yeah. until you go through it, because watching it, you just watch, yeah, you go muscle to rehearsal the and then you go to the show and then you see the whole thing. I'm like, wait a minute. I, I watched my daughter rehearse all this. I still don't see how they went from that.
1: To, to that, that.
0: Uh-huh. yeah yeah i you know yeah props to you studio owners that deal with how many kids do you have in your studio
1: we have i would say
0: maybe not today yeah after it was the, like, i would
1: say um after covid like not i am um, average year probably about 250
0: dancers i don't i can't even begin to rob me and you do you have somebody there that schedules all that for you? Like, okay, here's the class schedule or are you doing that?
1: Well, I make the class schedule, um, but right. we have several other coaches that, you know, yeah. coach at the studio too. So, um, you know, they, they put in their schedule or their availability and then I do mine and we just coordinate a schedule based on days and times and,
0: yeah, you know, what's best
1: for our clients or what we've seen as the best trend. So
0: how do you. I've always wondered how studios deal with the challenging parents. Uh, you don't have any, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> we have but, all amazing parents at dance studio. Yes. <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't care what Lots it is. Patience. A sport. I mean, dancing is a sport. You know, still, in all honesty,
1: yes. at the end of the day, I feel like um, we all have to remember we're paying. You know, people are paying us for a service, right. so we always keep that in mind at the forefront of our you know of our decision making and our trying to have resolutions for everything, you know, um, you know, it's not always a hundred percent a perfect fit, you know, for everybody. And, but at the end of the day, we want to provide the best customer service and the best experience and, and service we can. And that's all you can do is just keep learning and trying to make it better. And, but there's, there's always going to be, you know, there are challenges. I mean, when you think about it, you're working with people's children. So I feel like anytime there's there's, and I and I see it more now as a mom myself, um, you know, when you, you're you so involved in your children's lives and like what they're learning and what they're doing, um, you know, you just have to trust the training. If you're going to train somewhere, you trust yeah. the training. And if you have a concern, you express it and you're just, you know, upfront and honest about it and you try to come up with a resolution and hopefully you do. And if not, yeah. then that's where you, you know, make some kind of change or,
0: right, you know, but right.
1: But really, I mean, overall, I would say it's, it's way more positive than not, you know, but there's always, you know, and, and kids will be kids too. You know, you can't, you can have amazing classroom control and 99% amazing kids in your class and, you know, you can get a runner or you can get a, it happens. It's like, that's real life, you know, and you just, you deal with it as it comes and yeah, and you learn over time, you know, you get wiser and you get a little bit more strategic with your your classroom formats and your incentives. Right, right. You know, and you start to figure it out. We're blessed to have some patient coaches too.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. How big are your classes or were they, you know? this.
1: Um, I would say average size, even today is probably 10 in a class. Yeah, that's
0: pretty easy to handle. It's it's
1: very easy to handle. I would say overall, very... Um, successful, really enjoyable classes to teach, you know, yeah. some of them are older, you know, high school classes. We can, we could fit 25 in a room. We're a little bit lower now in size because of, you know, COVID and that kind of thing. But yeah. on average, I'd say anywhere between 10 and 20 in a class, depending on yeah. the age.
0: So when, as you started out, like, okay, I'm going to, my goal is to open a studio. That's what I want to do. I yeah. want it to be yeah. these classes, this dance style. What did you not foresee or what, what's, what's the challenge? You're like, man, I didn't didn't really think about that. And how are you conquering it?
1: How absolutely intertwined you are with your company and your brand.
0: Uh.
1: Um, you, you can keep them separate, but at the end of the day, it's always going to be your head on the chopping block. You know what I mean? If it's your studio. So really, even if it's, if there's any kind of situation, um, you're ultimately, responsible, you know, so you just have to be careful with, um, you know, just even, you know, staff staffing and, and trust in staff and staff training. And, you know, it comes with a lot more than in your mind. You think, you know, I'm going to open this dance studio. We're going to teach these dancers, which all is real, you know, and, and it'll be amazing. Um, But there's, you know, there's a lot of bodies, there's a lot of moving parts, there's Mm -hmm. a lot of personalities, there's a lot of people, opinionated people, and you love that because you want feedback and opinions, but it's just, it was, it's, it was a learning and a growing experience for sure. You you, didn't, you just, you didn't really, in my mind, I didn't realize that at the end of the day, no matter what, that brand is you and you are that brand. So that was a learning experience to kind of, you know, just make sure that, you know, whoever's Working, you know, for the studio, whoever's, you know, training that it's, you know, it's the caliber and the, you're presenting, you're just very intertwined.
0: You right. Know? And it's probably also goes with how you are just out socially. Like you, they yeah. know you as Kylie mm-hmm. Della's owner of Dancer's Turnout. Mm-hmm. You have to be, well, you're not, it's not that you're faking it because that's, that's your right. background. Right. That's your right. thing. Right.
1: Absolutely. But
0: you still have to probably this is who I am and this is what my brand is.
1: Right. Yes. Be yeah. keep be mindful all the time, you know? Right. Um, And even with coaches and moving bodies and stuff too, I think you just, as a young woman, I, you know, you just have this, I'll open up the studio and this is how it will be. And overall, it kind of is like that, but it's just, you don't realize there's just so many more moving parts than that. You know, setting boundaries and setting, you know, times for your phone, even then still today, I'm like, you know, we're dancers. We don't get off sometimes till nine thirty or ten o'clock, and so right. we're in bed by eleven. And then, once somebody's thought about something, they're texting at eleven thirty or midnight, and it's like, then we're up by six thirty to get the kids to school. So it's like, it's it's a learning experience all the
0: time. So it's 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 nice that you're mentioning how busy you are taking texts or calls or scheduling and going to bed late, getting up early. Mm-hmm. How do you? So how do you fit your workout in? How do you fit your fitness life into? your crazy schedule, owning a business, scheduling other people's lives, running, you know, scheduling your kids. Do you just use your teaching of dance classes as your workout or do you do other things?
1: Um, I do. I, I do both. Um, mm-hmm. I do feel like moving around a lot at the dance studio. It does keep, you know, me active and keeps me engaged and, mm-hmm. um, good Good calorie burning, um, but I do try to get in a separate workout at least, you know, two to three times a week. Yeah. Um, at least like I, you know, twenty or thirty minutes of treadmill, or we'll go on a bike ride. Yeah. Um, I do do level fitness um, a couple of days a week, just to try something, you know, for myself. And it's it's tricky. It's definitely a a matrix of when you can, you know, fit it in or or make it work. Um, yeah. Are obviously, you a- like dancing, I. I would ideally, I would prefer to like, you know, do a dance class. Um, I feel like at an adult level though, that's so much more minimal, you know, what is offered and what's out there. And yeah. it really is different teaching dance to children or to somebody else than actually going in and engaging in your own class, you know?
0: Yeah. So, so, and that's funny. You mentioned that about minimal offers out there. It's just the the demand isn't there from the in you know, the adult world to go take dance classes,
1: it's like i i you would think it is. Um, right. I know so many people that I feel like really enjoy dancing and that really express interest in it. I think it's more the consistency. A lot of mm-hmm. people are apprehensive um to open up a class on a weekly basis, um just because it's kind of a hit and a miss with adults because, you know, usually it's a at a it's an elective or like a leisurely yeah. thing that they're doing for extra. So as soon as something comes up, it's the first to go,
0: yeah,
1: um. But really there's not a huge, um, you know, if you drive down South, there is, there's, there's classes, you know, strictly structured for adults, Okay. adult training, um, just not as much. And you would think owning a dance studio, we would like specifically have that. Right. Um, I think after all the hours of teaching and your appointments and you're engaged and you're there, a kind of a timeout away from where you're working out is working at is kind of good, you know, mm-hmm. um, not to say that we don't love it when it does happen. Right, um, right. But yeah, I do try to get in a couple, you know, days a week on the side of at least some cardio yeah. and a level fitness or two. That's about where I'm at right now. The dancing, I feel like, does help, but it's just, it's different. It's not training for me. It's keeping right. me busy and moving, but it's not for me. You actually so, work out. Or, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think it's it's healthy. I'm moving. I'm doing stuff. I'm burning calories, but I'm not. Yeah. You know, doing it for myself. So it's a little it's, mix of both.
0: And you know what it seems like is so untapped out there are dance classes for the student athlete, especially <sighs> football players, basketball players, lacrosse, like, you know, those, those sports, I'm sure there's it benefits every sport. But watching these kids when my daughter was dancing, I'm like, athletes should be in here taking dance classes. The
1: coordination is and the, the hand-eye. Oh, Yeah. The uh, yeah, the feet eye, the footwork, that just all of it. It's I feel like it really
0: Yeah could I mean, make a
1: difference, a huge difference. I'm
0: tripping over my feet when I dance and <laughs> but I'm not a horrible athlete. I it. <laughs> you know, and then it's but it's so untapped. If they would ever figure that one out. I know. Which that actually, I remember as a kid, I'm an old man, but as a kid talking it. about like wide receivers, taking ballet classes. Mm-hmm. And as a kid, I'm like, Oh how how much can that really help? You know, of course, just a regular young macho kid. Right, of course, right. I'm not going right. to think, oh, no well, way. Well, and that's another thing I too. I feel like
1: it's a little taboo, you know, and it's so not. They're like, oh, boys take ballet. Like, yeah, they do. You know, it's actually yeah. an amazing coordination and and even just amazing for the body too. Like, it's a win-win if you ask me, you know?
0: For sure. Is that something that can't, is it even available to go out and pursue, like reach out to these or is it that taboo still? Like you, no, I don't like, think do it is. Think
1: There's so many boys that dance now. I don't think it's necessarily taboo. I think that. Um,
0: and it doesn't even have to be the boys. I mean, girls even girls too, right? And um, all that girls lacrosse or other things.
1: I think that um, what happens is like, is dance owners or coaches become so like. Invested in their own studio and with their competitive teams.
0: Oh yeah. And if yeah. I mean,
1: if I were going to do something else, you know, I've thought about Bakersfield. Like, why does Bakersfield not have any high school dance teams, right? Competitive dance teams. Right. I think Garces is kind of a little bit like dipping into that, but yeah, they do. No. Other than that, there's you know, even myself growing up, we had cheerleading. It was competitive cheer, but in San Diego, there were so many competitive high schools. Yeah. Um, and that was the big thing. Like if you were on the high school dance team, you know, it was, it was kind of like cheerleading was in Bakersfield. So I feel like, um, that would be something that I would want to tap into a little bit like yeah. in the high school. Um, but certainly, I mean, with boys or girls, athletes dancing in general, that would be a perk for, Right.
0: I mean, there has for to sure. be a
1: market for, I just think that that's what happens is the. You know, dance studios get so you're you're so busy with your program and your competitive teams and stuff. Yeah, they just yeah. don't unless somebody specifically recruits an owner or a coach to go train their athletes. Yeah, I don't. I haven't personally seen the programs going, but it is. It's such a
0: well, it cracks me up. Like with male cheerleaders, you know. Of course, I was a typical male, make fun of them when I was younger, oh gosh, and then I'm yeah. thinking, wait a minute, who is smarter than who?
1: Right? No, say
0: so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who had this figured out before somebody else right. did? <laughs> oh my gosh! So, yeah it it would certainly be nice to see all that develop. And you know, to go back to your crazy busy day, what is a normal day for you? What's a what's a typical weekday? How do you get it all in?
1: Well, I would say a typical weekday. Um, you know, I, I have my weekly appointments for the mm-hmm. studio. I it, those are set and they they rarely change unless we have to reschedule something. So I have my classes I teach and then I have all my my private lessons. So those are already scheduled on the books weekly. And then it's juggling in the kids, you know, with their school, the days that they're home from school. Yeah. Um, their activities. Um, and then trying to get like, you know, my own personal workouts kind of intertwined in that. So yeah, yeah. it's a little bit of a juggling match every week, but um we're and making do.
0: Where on the priority um, level do you put your workout?
1: It's high up there, but it's definitely not in the top three.
0: <laughs> right, right. That's as high as it so, can yeah, climb. Yeah, that's as high there's as a ceiling. ceiling. I, I mean, that's there's hit. a
1: ceiling, and so it caps yeah. out. And it's like, especially with the kids home more with you know the the whole COVID and you know homeschooling, and you know, thankfully at St. Francis they're back and they're in person and they're learning. But they yeah. do have a cleaning day on Wednesdays, and then Charlotte's on the off days of Peter, she's home Tuesday, Thursday, and then he's home Wednesday for yeah. homeschool. So it kind of makes the week tricky, you know, when, you know, you're home in the day with the kids. And then I work typically yeah. afternoon hours. I usually go in one to like nine ish on the days I go in. So right. once I'm there, it's a pretty stout day, yeah. but I stack my days so that I can have the the later days in the week off and yeah. be home with the kids. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely an interesting, it's a pretty busy day. You know, it's Monday through Wednesday are definitely, it's like a running match, you know, between school work, workouts, and just like trying to survive until nine 30 with energy. Right. It's, um, energy. What's your,
0: so what's your approach to nutrition as busy as you are? Are you a meal prepper or are you just, uh, super conscious about it and Watch what you're doing.
1: I am not a meal prepper, but that's something that I have like kind of tapped into a little bit lately that Mm -hmm. I've been thinking like maybe that might help. Just and it's not so much the um, you know, I do try to eat decent. It's not so much, it's just on the go, um, the options that you have really quick. And right, and you do feel better when you eat better. So Mm -hmm. for me, I've just I felt like you know in the the recent years i would say in the last you know four or five years um you know really you do feel different regarding like what you put in your mouth so yeah
0: yeah it's so true
1: i would like to tap more into meal prepping i don't right now i just try to like make wise choices you know yeah. and usually breakfast it's it's easy i'll do like an egg and I have a banana, right. and then it leads into lunch, and I'll grab a salad or something before I go into work, and then I have snacks. It's the dinner part that's tricky because I'm, you know, Uber eating something to the studio, <laughs> or I'm running through a quick drive-through, and so it's like, what are my options as a drive-through? You know, yeah, yeah, you know, or I'll luckily, you know, have somebody bring me a little meal at the studio, and that's always amazing too. But that's not every night, so it's just it's it's choices, it's decisions yeah. of what I decide what's the healthiest choice. But meal prepping is definitely. I need to visit it,
0: I think. Yeah, when, when my schedule's super busy, you know, during season and stuff, it's amazing what changes in my mind. Was, wasn't was healthy when I have plenty of time is now, all it's right, decent. you know what, that's, that's borderline healthy. I can order that off the yes, fast food menu. Yes. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to justify that one. It's,
1: no, it it's is. the healthiest option I can pick. I mean, <laughs> and you, you only have so many options, you know, so.
0: Yeah, because I just can't do them. I can't stay consistent with meal prepping.
1: That's the that's the thing. I I haven't even really started. I've done it years back. I kind of tried it for I had somebody else actually doing it for me. Mm-hmm. Um and it just it got to be a lot and it it gets pricey too. So I think I was like, well the better thing would be if I just get the groceries and you meal prep yourself. Yeah. Haven't quite done it yet, but um, right, right. but it's it's I I see how people would get into it and mm-hmm. how it would be such a wise choice when you're on the go and you have all your stuff set for the week. I mean, it seems like it'd take a lot off your plate, you know, I just haven't quite gotten to that.
0: So I'm going to back up a little bit to the benefits of dance and, you know, there's obvious benefits, you know, works your core, works your endurance, works your coordination, your mind. Is there anything that like if somebody came into dance, like they would be, oh my gosh, I didn't realize I was going to get this out of it. It's like the, there's gotta be like when I, when I watch, I just realized how much harder it was physically, not just the moves and the coordination, but how hard they're working. Mm-hmm. Like They are, they're working. That's a workout.
1: Oh yeah. You know? I, I feel like in dance, you gain so many things. Um, one of the biggest things that I felt like over, um, you know, my, the, my period of life dancing that I've danced, um was actually the friendships I made in mm-hmm. the studios that I participated in. So that was yeah. huge for me, the right. interaction, the, the lifelong friends, um, that was yeah. huge. But yeah. overall, I mean, we're talking, you know, muscle memory in your mind, your mind, right. when you are visually learning that quickly and you are able to memorize and retain so much information, I yeah. feel like it's so sharp for your memory and your mind. I mean, I'd yeah. imagine just like other different things where you're memorizing right. things, but right. it is, you know, if you get really deep into it, you are, um, you're memorizing so many different things, not just, you know, your ballet, but if you're in jazz, if you take a tap, if you take a hip hop, so you're memorizing so many different sets of routines and, and movements. And i I think it has something to do with it. I feel like I have a really good memory and mm-hmm. I just, Feel like that dance has helped keep it so sharp.
0: Like, and see, I'm glad I asked the question because I wasn't, I didn't know what answer I was, you were going to say, but oh, okay. I wasn't expecting yeah. that. And I don't know if a lot, you know, there's so many parents out there that dance is obviously good. Yeah, but it's always nice to know what's that next. Oh thing. yeah, what's that absolutely. next thing that I wasn't expecting to get out of it?
1: Okay, yeah, you know? so absolutely. That is nice. And to of hear. course, for the, I mean, you're exercising, which is good for you in general. You always feel better. I will say this: if I ever go into the studio and I'm kind of like slumpy or having a little bit of a bad day or whatever. Mm -hmm. And once you get in and just with the music and the energy and you start moving your body, 99.9% of the time, I leave feeling a thousand percent better. And you almost kind of just put it behind you and just like put it outside your yeah, yeah. head because you're so engaged in the moment and with the the energy and right. it's almost impossible not to be like upbeat and and happy. So of course, the moving, you know, the moving and the exercise is just all around, you know, good for your body. Yeah.
0: I had Lee from FitZone on and she was mentioning that she's like, you know, there's a lot of times I'm not up to go teach a spin class or a gravity class. I just don't want to be there. Not because I don't love the people. Yeah, absolutely. Just, but you're just, hey, yeah, you're, just not in it you're having a
1: day. Uh-huh. But
0: every time within 10 minutes or not even through the warm up, I'm there.
1: Yep, 100%. I get it, you know, that is actually a really good point. That is, it's the same with teaching, especially if you're engaged in your teaching and you're doing a lot of the movement with them. Yeah. Once you're in, and I mean, even if one person in your class you see is just invested in there, and most of the time they all are because they're right. all there for exercise and enjoy it and for social hour and, You know, to learn dance. So it's true. Once you're there, like 10 minutes in, you start stretching and your body just forgets. I mean, there has to be something real about endorphins and you know how they oh it's always like, you know, you just start moving and you start going and you just it brings out a different part of your mentality and your body. I mean, your body responds.
0: Yeah, because the more people I talk to on the podcast that are, you know, either group exercise teachers or dance teachers or whatever where they're teaching a group mm-hmm. they have to be up you have to be positive you have to have that good I, I get to show up to my job if I want to be grumpy I can be grumpy <laughs> you know I don't I'm not a grumpy person but it's uh interesting to hear how people get themselves up on a day when they're just like you know I don't really want to go do this
1: you really not that you uh, don't yeah. want
0: to go do it but you know, uh, yeah everybody a, has
1: days oh totally. of course yeah it's it's really um it's it's part of the position. I would imagine it's just like a school teacher. I mean, I guess you could be grumpy there. I, I actually do remember like some grumpy teachers like over the span of my life in school, but really it's, you, you can't, you know, when you're, when you're having conversations with, you know, young children or even high school kids and parents too, you just, you have to separate and and be in the moment. You truly have to be present in the moment. You have to shake it off. And then once you start moving anyway, you kind of just yeah. you shake it off anyway. But right. I mean, that's a really good point. You just, you really have to talk yourself out of the slump and into okay, it's work time now. You're engaged, part of work is, yeah. is yeah. you know, engagement with people, you know, people and and children for the most part. So they're they're relentless. They're mm-hmm. not, it doesn't matter, you know, they're, excuse me, teacher. I I'm gonna show you this. Uh, yeah. Excuse me, teacher. I have to go to the pot, the potty. You know, and so it's like it's just you're like right. okay, 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 and then five, six, seven, eight, and you're just you go through it. And yep. You know,
0: it's in you saying that. I remember taking my daughter where she might be grumpy after you know she's not in a good mood after school. Every time after dance, she'd get back in the car, start telling me about her day.
1: Oh, that's uh, wonderful! Be, you yes, like uh huh. You
0: went in one girl, or you came out another.
1: Absolutely, almost
0: every time. I believe yeah, it, and it's so nice to see.
1: That is so nice to see. I but, believe it.
0: Yeah, you are doing great things there at that studio. So oh, thank you. you know, I've been asking guests at the end, "Are you working out tomorrow? And if it's hard to get it in, how are you going to get it in?"
1: Oh, that's a good question. What's tomorrow, Friday? <laughs> <laughs> and you had me on a Thursday. Um, actually, I do think I'm going to work out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably just treadmill at home. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm taking any classes that I know of. Yeah. Um, although my girlfriend is really good about scheduling me classes for me, and then she'll text me that I'm scheduled for a class. So yeah. Um, which is amazing. Um, probably just treadmill tomorrow. All I'd right. say 30 minutes of treadmill, and then um. Maybe I like, you know, we'll do my own push ups and sit-ups, but not, not at a gym tomorrow, just at home. And it'll probably be in the morning. All right. Yep. Right. When I get up, cause the kids will be in school Fridays, they're both in school. So Mondays and Fridays really work out for me. Well,
0: yeah. And what are, uh, somebody wants to send kids to dance school. What, how do they dancers turn out on Instagram?
1: Yeah. Dancers turn out on Instagram Facebook. or Facebook, right. or we have a website, you know, dancersturnout.com and, Um, they just get on there and they can look at the class schedule and if they need any information, they can email the dance studio or they can call and absolutely our summer program is going to come, um, out on May 3rd. Okay. So anybody looking for something to do over the summer can absolutely, you know, come try a class or sign up for one and we'd love to have them. All
0: right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, John. Thank you. Nice to catch up. Thank you.